You are listening to the Big Stick Energy Podcast, where two friends talk news, happenings, and nuances of their favorite sports and favorite teams. We're talking the Philadelphia Phillies and the Philadelphia Flyers. Welcome all to the Big Stick Energy Podcast, where two entitled Philadelphia fans talk about our favorite sports. What's going on, Eric? I'm Jim, by the way. Entitled uh, Jim. And I'm Entitled Eric. Just and another week, another... Uh, I don't even know how to go about this. Um, all right. So... Booing. <laughs> it's what fans do, Eric. <laughs> you took me off guard with the whole entitled thing. I didn't know we were going there right away. But it's a thing. We're entitled. We are entitled fans for wanting the best from our players. All right. Hold on a second. Before we get to that, how are you, Jim? Let's just get the formalities out of the way how are you doing oh What's, i'm ready i'm ready been? to fight i had to i almost fought an old lady today for texting while driving <laughs> we don't condone abuse of the elderly on the big stick energy she podcast. was 60 she's not elderly yet we don't condone abuse of anyone on the big stick energy podcast regardless of age what if they suck like sean rodriguez <laughs> i'm good too by the way how are you, Eric? I'm great. Uh, it's been a pretty big week, positive for me, That's in terms good. of Flyers talk. Um, but I can see that you're biting your lip right now, so why don't we just jump right into Philly's talk? Let's do that. Okay. Let's talk about just the atrocities and war crimes the Phillies have committed over the past week or so since we have last graced your ear earbuds. All right, so I'll, I'll give a little little rap about what's going on right now. In case you haven't heard or been following the Phillies, they aren't that good. <laughs> They're not great right now. Um, um, I'm going to be 100%. Yeah. What are you 100% about? Too far? Move back because you're okay. being, like, kind of, you know. Okay. All right. I'm going to be 100% real, Jim, and say I know. <laughs> I kind of knew this already. I warned you last week. Well, firstly, before anything. I'm going to remain we're, positive we're, we're as ba- long as I can. We're back, baby. You know, another another week. Yo. We had an adventure last week. Some shit happened. If you guys listened to the podcast last week, uh, we're feeling good tonight. But before, I think the part that we got from the podcast last week that was recorded the day before we recorded the redo, I think I warned you that Jim, I'm telling you, they're gonna do the they're gonna do the thing where they they win and they swept the cup or no they not the Cubs the White Sox they did right? sweep the Cubs at one point they swept the the Red Sox Red Sox they lost the series to the White Sox <laughs> the marginally <laughs> sorry, worst team sorry to, sorry to bring back <laughs> bad memories but we I warned you that this was gonna happen they I were know. gonna be, they were gonna do something positive and then they were gonna fucking lose to the Marlins and did they lose. Let me tell you. Oh, shit. 
Friday night. I'm, you know, my girlfriend and I, we get back from, we, we finish making our dinner. It was delicious, by the way. We made tuna steaks with some uh, pineapple salsa. Homemade. All homemade. I, uh, one. Yeah. I don't like tuna. Well, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Two. I, I, pineapple salsa sounds atrocious. It was delicious. You okay. I, I mean, like, I'm not going to judge you for what you were eating. I'm just saying that. I made it myself. No recipe. So you We th- should have a cooking <laughs> podcast because <laughs> that might be something that we could actually get followers on. Um, Please follow us. You threw, <laughs> you threw a bunch of shit in a bowl. And it seems like it all came together real well. It was delicious. All right. Well, you know what? It all comes out the same on the way out. Right. It all comes out together. So it doesn't matter how what it looks That's like good. going in. But anyway. Anyhow, so we finish eating. We, we clean up. And, we, you know, what I said, Nicole, I don't ask for much. I just want to sit down and watch the Phillies just for a little bit. Because Vince Velasquez was having a pretty good, pretty good outing. The Phillies scored, I believe, what it was, was seven, nothing. seven, seven runs. Life was good. I just cooked a damn good meal. I just cooked a damn good meal. And I'm thinking, I'm on top of the world, man. The Phillies are winning. They're finally going to take it to the Marlins. Finally win a series against the Marlins. Starting it off but with a nice uh, seven... 7 nothing win, possibly more later to come. And then the Phillies have the gall to let up 19 fucking runs against the Marlins. The Marlins scored 19 runs against us. The Marlins haven't scored 19 runs in a game since like 2002. I don't think the I don't think the Marlins had 19 runs in the past like 6 games total before. They almost scored 20 runs, Eric. I know. That's the that's an average output. We got like a t- we, we, got, we had a touchdown on them and they almost had 3. <laughs> that's embarrassing. Not one person in that pitching staff Deserves a job after that game. Vince Velasquez, two innings, five hits, seven runs, one walk, two strikeouts. Juan Nicasio, the only guy that did anything but got hurt after letting up a hit. So he left the game without pitching any kind of inning. Nick Pavetta comes in. Our fucking savior gives up a run, four hits, two walks, four strikeouts. That's not including the earned, the unearned runs that he he let up, because there were a lot. No accountability. Gets gets sent down after that game. Ranger Suarez, Ranger Danger, my guy, of all guys, gives up three more runs and four more hits. And then Jared Hughes, the human psychopath, sprinted out of the bullpen just to give up four more runs. Imagine a pitching staff that can't get out the fucking Marlins. I don't have to. We have them. (laughs) Sean Rodriguez, the man of the hour, came in to close the game. What the hell? What's going on? Matt Klintak needs to be held accountable. 
Nick Pavetta was held accountable. He got he got fucking booted after that game. Down to Triple A again. <clears throat> it's just embarrassing. There's nothing good to come out of that game. Sure, the Phillies had some hits. Reese Hoskins didn't have a good game that game, but uh, we're 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 past the offense we're, right now. The offense. No, hold on. I'm not going to critique also, the offense we're also, as much. We're also look. Reese Hoskins has been a topic. I'm gonna kind of shy away. Yeah, from we're we're gonna bit. move away from. And because also, currently, the guy needs while the, while we are recording, he just needs some healing. While we are recording, he's fucking We have up. the Phillies on in the background, and he hit a triple and a double. So, I think we did it. No, we didn't. Actually, we did. I took him <laughs> off of the fucking <laughs> off of the podcast uh, picture. Yeah, our logo used to have Reese Hoskins and Claude Giroux in the background, and Jim moved to the mascots, and all of a sudden, look, look what happened. I fi- I figured the worst that could happen from our mascots doing something bad was like maybe one of them drops a kid. <laughs> we don't give a shit about that. Oh, I it's care not about Santa getting snowballs thrown at him in this city. We don't care. Anyway. You're welcome, Reese. All right. So that being said, I'll take us into the one outing against the Marlins that actually was relevant. Um, well, that would be Zach Eflin's start on Saturday. He had a pretty good outing. I was I was impressed with Eflin. Apparently came out after the game saying that he kind of shied away to a, from a lot of the philosophies, the uh, pitching uh, pitching coaches and uh, the team have been kind of preaching, and that's it worked for him. That's the one we won, right? Yeah, that's the one we All won. All right, so I'm just getting it up on my. Stats. Albeit, it was against the Marlins. He should have only given up two runs. That's what he did. But I'll I'll take it. He might be on the rebound. Wait on Saturday, right? Saturday, yes. Did, did he we, might be on the rebound? Did he put on a um? Did we put in a relief pitcher? Yeah. Okay, Mike so Moore and Edgar so, Garcia. So that, so and that other guy, so another pitcher let up a run? He was the yes, only, Mike right, Moore okay. came in and let up a run. Just, he let up a solo just making run, sure. I believe. All right. Anywho. Well, so that was a, that was a positive. I, I think that hopefully this is a turning point for Zach Eflin. Um, I'm hoping that the previous outing from Velasquez was kind of a just kind of a rebounding. He can if he held if he if all of our pitchers can hold guys to at least four to three runs, I think we'll be okay. However, this game was a good offensive showing. Um, Corey Dickerson went four for five that game. He was ridiculous. I think he had a home run. I I forget. Uh, Kingery did very well. Eflin was actually pitching well, and he had two hits in the game, so good stuff there. Um, Michael Franco came in, hit a home run, and then would be sent down a game later <coughs> on his birthday. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, and partially I think that we could chalk this up to a uh, this weekend up to a rough couple losses because we were without our our guy. He was uh, becoming he, a becoming a daddy. Mister. Mister Bryce Harper is a daddy. Congratulations to Bryce Harper. Congratulations. 
on his son. Crew Aaron Harper. Crew Harper. Kid's going to be an absolute unit for the rest of his life. <laughs> um, if, you, if you're considering having kids in the next two to, two to three years, don't. Unless you don't want, unless you're not going to have them participate in youth sports in the Philadelphia area, because uh, they will get the shit kicked out of them by <laughs> Mr. Crew Harper. Ah, uh, yeah, he was. Your that, buddy Giroux had one too. Now nah, I'm going to get into that. All right, might as well do it now. Also, we'll talk, about, we'll talk babies in a brief second during the one positive from the Marlins series. Is do you, do you want me to bring? Yeah. Talk oh, about, okay. Talk um, about Claudie's well, baby. Besides Mr. Harper. My my man, my my hero, my captain, Claude Giroux, and his wife, who I swear has been pregnant for the last four years. Um, Finally popped one out. Had their, had their son, who they actually just named today. <laughs> what like, they call him for the past week or so? Baby? <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. Hello. Turd Blossom. I gotta change your diaper, baby. <laughs> um, his son is named... Walking around like Johnny Bravo. Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. His son is named Gavin James Giroux. Gavin. So Gavin... James? And I like that name. Gavin and Crew. I, I came up I came up with a little song for you, Jim. I figured I'd come up with it. You ready? I'm ready for it. It's about the two... All, it's about the two superstars' sons. Okay. Ready? Crew and Gavin walking down the street, winning ships in Philly. And that's it. Because this year, them having kids, it's going to bring us good luck. I don't know about the Phillies. I, I feel like they're, they're, I feel like the amount of luck that, uh, they need is you got to have like four kids at once. <laughs> Real Muto had a baby this year too, so. All right. Maybe we're 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 on the up and up, but. And McCutcheon's got one on the way. He might want the kid to bring an extra ACL. <laughs> he, that's the only thing he's having the kids for stem cells. <laughs> but uh, all right, I was gonna you got me because I was gonna start talking about all my flyer stuff because we actually have stuff to talk about this week. Let me finish up here. No, you got, we got, we got Philly shit to talk about. This might be a jam-packed episode, ladies and gentlemen, so strap in, all four of you. Just <clears throat> Sunday night, Phillies lost 3-2 to two against the fucking Marlins. Again, they lost two games out of the three games in this series. And if we go back to last week, what did I say? The Phillies cannot lose another series if they hope to win this thing. Well... You said they can't, they can't lose another series, but then we came up with a number of they can't lose three games. They're on. They lost three games, Eric. <laughs> they could only lose three games, so they can't lose another game. Well, they play the, the Reds next, I think. I don't know. Anyway, all right, who gives a shit? What game at a time? Maybe no one we gives got, a we, shit. We got a. We got a. Lackluster offensive showing against the Marlins. Reese hit a home run, but. That was, I mean, that was nice. Cesar was Cesar. Oh, that was the game that Cesar didn't hustle. And, oh. and Reese, Reese hit a home run right after him. Um, Cesar, he got a hustle, man. He was benched the next day. 
didn't even know he was benched. He thought he was just getting a day off. <laughs> um, yeah, that was just a terrible... I mean, Nola had a very good game until the uh, sixth inning that he pitched. Uh, kind of shied away from his game plan that was working. And uh, let up three runs. Not 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 saying that it's all Noel's fault. He he's allowed to let up three runs. Three runs is a good amount to let up if you're only gonna let up like that's the maximum amount where I'd be okay with him giving up. It was just not a good series. Not a good series in Miami. Against a team that is really they're the worst team in baseball. They're the worst like I personally think they are worse than the Orioles only because they constantly have talent. The Orioles have no talent. The Marlins constantly have talent, but they are never able to put it out on the field. They are an embarrassing club. They don't know how to deal with anything. They don't know how to deal with different situations, how to progress players. They usually end up trading them. And some of the team or some of the uh Baseball's great players of all time have been traded from the Marlins and gone on to be superstars. Miguel Cabrera, one of the best hitters of our generation, was a Miami Marlin. Alex Rodriguez, generational talent, was a Miami Marlin. Uh, Christian Yelich, the today's superstar. Which... Was a did Miami see, Marlin. Did you see what he did the other day? Did you hear about the story? What did he do? Um, so he did. You know how they have every year they have the ESPN skin issue where that where the athletes pose nude. Oh yeah. Well, I guess he posed nude, and a fan, some like, some woman on Twitter who, we're not a political podcast, but her her image was her in a, you know, a red hat. And mm-hmm. also her uh, her bio said 110 percent Trump baby, and she said, "You should be ashamed of yourself, Christian, for posing nude and all the children who look up to you." And her name was Roxanne. Oh God! So he came out the next day to oh. the song Roxanne, <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually Roxanne. really good. Roxanne. That's actually like it just started him walking you don't out. Have to put up a fight. <laughs> It's actually kind of great because the people who don't great. go on Twitter are kind of just like, "What is this?" But the people I heard the guy recording the video, Roxanne. the guy who was recording the video, you hear in the background go, "Ha ha ha, my man!" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, oh fuck that woman. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I just thought right. that'd be funny. Well, that that was a nice little tidbit there. So after the Marlin series, you think, "Hey, that's rock bottom. We cannot get any worse." We can't do much worse. Sean Rodriguez pitched a game for us in that series. Pitched in the game for us in that series. All right. Come in to two nights ago, Monday night. Playing the Pittsburgh Pirates. We can win this game, right? We did win this game. After going 11 innings and waiting for... uh, This is a big one. This is a big one. Not only because... The Phillies stranded probably 12 batters 
or 12 uh, base runners in uh, the 9th, 10th, 8th, 9th, and 10th, or something, something like that. They couldn't get a run in. They went through the order and almost went through it a, a second time against a pitcher who absolutely blew. He loaded the bases twice for us. Loaded the bases twice, and we couldn't get a run home. All it took was a little fly pop-up, maybe a suicide squeeze. Anything, a ball in play, would have scored a run. And we blew it. Until the 11th inning when our fateful hero, Sean Rodriguez, steps up to the plate and ends the game with a solo home run to, re- to left field. Now, we're at it. We're at it. We're at it. And you'd think he'd no, come off no, the no, game no, no, with, like, no, a really no, good high, no, you know? No, like, no, 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 no. Hold on. We're at it. We're at a medium here. We're at, like, a nice little crossroads. Do we save that for after you're done talking about? No, we're going right into it. Right? All right, that's fine. Yeah, all right. I was just seeing if maybe, like, we get the games out of the way and we go on a little rant. But, all right, let's go on the rant. Our buddy Sean comes out and says, after the game, he didn't really have to say anything. He could have just gone off to the side, said, he hey, said, you know, it was a good win. Uh, build momentum, obviously, all the usual lingo. That- yeah, build build some momentum. We're, this team's going to fight. We're, we're grinding. But, no, he decides to... I guess someone... All right. Before before any of this... Before I say anything. If you are a fan that's in the stands being an absolute asshole for no reason. Like, you're, you're talking about the player's family. Talking about any kind of race, ethnicity. You're a piece of shit. Yes. That, Go that. fuck yourself. I don't want anything to do with that kind of person. But... A f- typical Philadelphia fan expects the best out of the players that play. We realistically know that you're not going to hit the ball every single time, but we expect you to at least give it try, try your best. Try. When you are hitting 200 on the season, you're not going to get a fan-friendly welcome. Also, not only you're an expendable player. Not only are you not good enough for this team, you're probably not good enough for our AAA team right now. I did a little research. Phil Gosselin, the utility player for Lehigh Valley, is batting 337. That translates up here to around a 250 batting average. That's at least putting the ball in play at a reasonable pace. I really didn't go into any, like, on-base percentage or anything. I just wanted to look at the surface stats. Sean Rodriguez Rodriguez at the time was batting 207. That's terrible. Not only is he hitting 207, he's supposed to be good at hitting lefties, and he has been failing at doing that. Not only is he a terrible player, he's one of many on our bench. Our bench is full of expendable players. Third base at the time, Michael Franco was on the team. He's hitting 233 on the year. He's had much more time to play than Sean. 
And I'm tired of making excuses for that man. He got sent down on his birthday. Sucks to suck, but you know what? Get out of here. Our catcher, Andrew Knapp, the guy that we can't seem to part ways with because he's such a good play or such a good clubhouse guy, is batting 190 on the year. He's our backup catcher, and he can barely play that position. None of the guys on this list can play their position to an all to a average ability. Our bench sucks. We have no one on the bench. Once we come, once it comes up to bench hitting, we're basically just hoping they get on base somehow. Error, walk, albeit, I don't know. We have three. I compare them to each of their counterparts at AAA. Obviously, Phil Gosselin is doing a very good job, and he can actually play a lot of positions and do it well. He, he was up here earlier. He's a Philly guy. He's from Philadelphia. So, why not have him on the team? Um, Ali Castillo, uh, a third baseman at AAA. He's hitting 313. I mean, he could probably play other positions, I'm sure. I'm sure he could throw him in at shortstop or something on an off day. And D.I.V. Gruyon, the uh, catcher for the Lehigh Valley team, is batting 282, and he was hitting like 300 for most of the year. He's hitting a little bit of a slowdown, but he's a good option, and he can play catcher. I've seen the guy play. I've been to a couple Lehigh Valley games. These are all options. I I get the fact they don't want to waste Gruyon on the bench, because they want him to see more, but JT Real Muto is the catcher here. He's going to be here next year, hopefully for a couple more years after that, once he signs a deal. He's the best catcher in baseball. You're not looking to replace that guy anytime soon. Why isn't this guy up here taking the place of Andrew Knapp, who has proven that he sucks? He's not a great catcher. Great. He's a good clubhouse guy. Sign him as like a bench coach or something like that. But he's just not good for this team. If we want someone coming off the bench that's hitting 190, I'll go stand there. I'll get paid millions of dollars just to do nothing. That's basically what he does. He gets walked and does nothing else. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but when you don't do good at your job, you lose your job. Am I wrong? In most job most fields. situations, you lose your job sports if you suck always, at your job. Sports are always a little bit. It's, hit or miss it would that. be it would be different if this was a one year occurrence with uh, Andrew Knapp and Sean Rodriguez. Sean Rodriguez hasn't been a relative player since like the late two thousands. Andrew Knapp Andrew fair. Knapp has been in the league for almost four I think four years now. And he has not proven himself as a catcher. I'm going to be real with you and say that obviously my knowledge of the MLB is a lot less than you, but I have a solid understanding of players and stuff. Dude, I have no fucking idea who Sean Rodriguez was before, honestly, before the fucking booing spiel he gave. Like, the walk-off was like... He he was Gabe Kapler's teammate. <laughs> so when Gabe Kapler was playing, he was Gabe Kapler's teammate. So he's just Gabe Kapler's bro, and that's why he's on the team. Basically, 
and that doesn't spell spell good stuff. I, I, there are so many other options. There are so many younger players with a much higher ceiling that you can give an option to. Let them try to come up and hit for you. I'm not. I'm not. If they were hitting 200, I'm gonna do something really and quickly. They actually could play their position to an upscaled level. I'm okay with that. They're just a bench piece. Okay. When you have three bench pieces. That absolutely suck, and they're just taking up roster spots. Give that position to someone who has some upside, someone who has some potential. Obviously, you don't want to waste a top tier prospect on the on the bench for a year, but put someone up here who's got a chance to do actually something when he comes up to play. I'm sure these guys are nice guys, but I don't give a shit if they're nice. If you're bad at your job, yeah. you should not have your job. Yeah, like, there's, you're not getting paid to be a nice guy. You're getting paid to put balls in the out. We don't ask you to be a nice guy. You don't get paid to be a nice guy. You get paid to put balls in the in field. In holes. <laughs> yes, balls in holes. But seriously, like, I'm, I'm tired of this whole fucking, like, oh, he's a nice guy. I don't give a shit. Good like, clubhouse guy, man. Yeah, Gotta like keep the, those around. There's a difference between that. If you want a groupie. Just <laughs> yeah, there's a difference between being a good clubhouse guy and being super irrelevant, being a super good teammate. You can like, still be a good clubhouse guy and contribute every once in a while. If the Phillies had a decent decent bench piece, which they kind of acquired Jay Bruce to do that, so he's been hurt and all that. I, yeah, regardless, we, injuries have happened, but... There are other players in this team's system that have the ability. Like, I don't care. But honestly, if the guy's hitting 200, try someone else. Honestly, not that get rid hard. of fucking Nat and put McCutcheon in the dugout. Dude, his fucking leg will fall off. But he's always, I mean, he seems like he's always, like, whenever oh, he comes yeah. on, I mean, he's he just, does like, come in the dugout sometimes. Yeah, like, so. just, I mean, you can honestly just have him sit, like, <laughs> sit in the middle of the dugout and be like, yeah. keep going, guys. Come on. Big game, big game. Anyway, Sean Rodriguez comes out after the game, after his home run, and says that basically, these fans are booing, and it basically he called apparently us. it has been revised to the fact that certain fans that are being belligerent and being assholes are entitled. But when he worded it the way he worded it, he said the fans that are booing it seems kind of entitled. To be doing that, I'm. I. I think it doesn't that, help anyone. I think that they, and I, it might not. I, no, I think they edited that. But he was directing that towards everyone. He wasn't directing that towards a specific fan group. He was directing that to. I think he was. There's been some pretty bad guys behind the dugout that have been kind of. No, I know, but chirping still, at guys. I know because they've done it to Harper too. But yeah. but still, like. However. That's not the time to come out and say that. The fans booing. Is us holding you guys, but that's the also, players, accountable? But that's also not the time and place you make a comment like that. You make a comment like exactly. that. You can do that anytime. Honestly, you want. do it after a fucking loss. Don't do it after yeah. you just won and got momentum. Because look what happened next game. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> All right. But the idea that we Philadelphia fans, we are passionate. We want winners out there. Honestly, if you're hitting 200 and have been doing that all season, you suck. If you've been hitting 200, if you're only hitting 200 in like this month, all right, then talk to me. Bring that batting average and then tell me how to feel about that. Is that a home run? That's a home run. Let's fucking go. Who hit that? 
Dickerson. Corey Dickerson. The dude's a freaking tank. Anyway. All right, but, but <laughs> if you are a fan, that's a pirate. Okay. He's a former pirate. Oh yes. <laughs> if you're a fan in this city, you boo, not because you hate the player. You boo because you expect that player to do his we, job and do it well. We're booing because we, we were told before this season started this was a playoff team that was going to rely on its offense to carry us into the playoffs. We spent stupid money, quoting there, on guys to improve this offense. And what do we have to show for it? A bench that fucking sucks and struggling guys up and down the lineup. At some point, it's not a player's problem when all of them are struggling. It's an organizational failure of how they're going about approaching this game. And when you're going to come back and tell the fans who probably know more about baseball than a lot of the people in that front office, you're going to tell us to stop booing at players that suck on a team that we paid probably a good amount of money to come watch, take time out of our day to support you guys, we're paying you guys. Every penny that goes into this team somehow gets back to these players. I personally don't have any qualms about Sean Rodriguez. I don't have any problems with anybody on this team. Well, I, I genuinely, I genuinely like this team. But some guys got to step up. So some guys have been. Harper has improved. He's done really good. In the beginning of the season, he said he would have booed himself. He knows what to expect out of this fan base. Reese Hoskins knows what to expect out of this fan those base. Those guys don't take it personally. Gabe Kapler knows what to expect out of those, this fan, but those guys fan base. Don't take, they don't take it personally. Because they know Sean it's their Rodriguez, job to, to come out and put on the best, the best ever. And when Kapler, when Kapler fucks up... He at least he, he, owns, he yeah, goes he, on the radio show and talks to a fucking idiot and gets fucking bombarded by him over yeah, shit he yeah, can't control. Yeah, yeah, he he these guys own up to it. That's the one thing I've always like appreciated about Kapler and all and those guys. There's a lot of guys on this team that will say, yeah. "I fucked up. I'm not hitting well. I suck right now." Which is a good. That's good. They understand that. They know they should be booed. I cut you off. Back to that's Sean okay. Rodriguez. Sean Rodriguez is an expendable player. He could be gone in a week or two, and he will be forgotten. Yeah, that walk-off home run wasn't, like, a big deal. I was pissed he hit the home run. Because <laughs> I said, now they'll never get rid of him. Because he hit a clutch home run. Yeah, no. The first hit he's had in 18 at-bats. Yeah, it kind of fucks us. He's an embarrassment. I'm sorry. There is There are three players that have been on this team all year, not including the pitchers. Nick Pavetta can go fuck himself. <laughs> there have been players on this team that next year will probably not be on this roster. So if you're going to come out here and complain that we're booing, why don't you look in the mirror and try to figure out what's wrong with yourself? There, And don't say it's because of the organization because there are players on this team that are – Ignoring what the organization is telling them what to do, and they're and they're succeeding. Scott Kingery, he's succeeding this year because he's denied them what they want him to do. Jay Bruce came in here and said, "Fuck that! I'm just gonna hit." Did that. Bryce Harper, I think he's come around. He's listening to Charlie Manuel. He's getting backed into it. Now, I'm not saying analytics should be thrown out the window. 
I don't know how important analytics are in hockey, but they're a big deal right now in baseball. Yeah. Analytics help, but when you're well, throwing, explain. An, sorry to cut you off. Explain the, what in baseball analytics. Like, give me like an example. So of basically, there's baseball. a stat for everything in baseball. Well, there's yeah. a stat for friggin' everything. I'm sure there's a stat for everything in hockey. Well, that's but why I'm gonna try to give you an example. It's different because it's different because baseball is a very like finicky sport, whereas like hockey, I feel like you can just go out there and. I mean, there's obviously game prep and planning. Give me, give me an example of something in baseball that you would use analytics to kind of like just give me. Well, even like a pitching change. Like if a player is better against a certain type of hitter, like a, if a pitcher is better against a left-handed hitter, you're gonna want him to pitch against left-handed pitcher or left-handed batters, right? Yeah. If a particular hitter hits certain, like a certain uh, type of pitch a different way, you're not gonna throw him that pitch. If a hitter is hitting most of his balls to the pole side, then you're going to maybe do a shift to that side and kind of adjust it. So if a pitcher, if a hitter can't hit something in a certain spot, like Reese Hoskins and Harper have been really struggling against pitches inside this year. So it's game planning, basically. Yeah, it's game planning. Well, but yeah. a lot, they get a lot of, they get a lot of this shit thrown at them, and then it's expected to just be. Something you can hockey, just throw into it. similar because... It, yes, but in hockey, I feel like they treat technique and... Well, no, actually, hockey would be different because with baseball, I feel like because it's a bit slower paced, you have the ability for the analytics, you have more of a chance to change up. Yeah. With hockey, because you're fast moving. Yeah, it's the a analy- fast paced sport. Well, the ha- analytics are taken into account, and, like, you know, if this, like, say, like, the Flyers are playing the Capitals... 90% of the time they're going to give the puck to Ovechkin on that one side because yeah. his shot is the hardest shot in the league. Yeah. The problem with that is that, say, they start switching things up mid-play, then you yeah. always have to have that backup, like, all right, we got to move everyone. Go yeah, to. so it's honestly you're always moving. So, But it's yeah. similar in that way, so I, yeah. I just wanted to see what. But the hitters are being given, like, all these different things on all the pitches they might be facing, all the, all the shit they might be looking for, and the Philadelphia Phillies – primary target this year hasn't been attacking the fastball which is something every other major league team is doing and hitting home runs off of them at an alarming rate they just need to break it down yes you can use the analytics but use it to help you don't just say you having the numbers is one thing but being able to compute them into something the player can do on the field what what can the player do to adjust his swing what can the player do to uh, attack pitchers better. And that's what they need to focus on. They don't need they. They're focusing too much on the numbers rather than putting it into practice. And a lot of the things they're doing just isn't working right now. So it's either you've had an entire season switch it up, or find new people to do it because this is a game of adjustments and there's not a lot of adjustments being made. End rant. <laughs> so that was the uh, first game of the Pirate series. Um, took a win there. Uh, fuck Sean Rodriguez. Well, in the next game, <laughs> in the we, next let, game we let him sucked. know that. Yeah. He got booed. Heavily. Every he, time he came up to play. Yep. Ooh. After he got a hit. Oh. Is that no. And then Ball they girl just, almost got absolutely dinged with that. 
the Phillies had chances to win in that late game, too. Hector Neris uh, blew two saves in the past, uh, well, against the Pirates. He uh, The first game, he blew a save. That's why we went to extra innings. Um, and then the second game, he came in and let up a, let up a run to uh, lose the game. He's picking a hell of a time to go on a cold streak. <laughs> He's supposed to be Hector the Protector, the guy that sets guys down and, I mean, gives us a chance to end the game, but he hasn't looked like that over the last two. Actually, a little a little while now. He's been kind of shaky coming out of the bullpen. Well, that's um, convenient for us, right? Yeah, the closer, the guy that's supposed to come in and save the game is uh, struggling right now when we need to win the most. Um. And then a couple errors in the ninth inning, let up a run. Not great. What did Sean Rodriguez do? Sean Rodriguez. Who gives a shit? He had a hit. <laughs> it's whatever. Anyway. And now. Drew Smiley had a. I'll, if he can give me five innings, four runs, I'll take it. Because. He wasn't expected to be our big acquisition. I will say this. The Phillies need to get more pitching over the offseason. That's kind of like the uh, dumb answer, but it's the answer. The Phillies need more pitching. Going forward, the Phillies need to be able to pitch better. I don't know if that's promoting guys in AAA, acquiring uh, Garrett Cole or a... uh, Miller over the offseason but it needs to be done we need more guys Cole Hamels is a possibility I don't know how he's I haven't really checked in on uh, how he's been doing since he uh, got rocketed by the Phillies <laughs> but um, yeah I I love this team I love the Phillies I love most of the players on it <laughs> I think this is an organizational problem that they need to work out. It starts at the top, and it works its way down. They need to figure out game planning the right way and not the here's a bunch of numbers, figure it out yourself, because that's basically what they've been doing. I mean, if you can find a way to mesh those two, then that exactly. would be perfect. It's but. the nature versus nurture thing. In psychology, there's not just one of them. It's both of them. you got to have the ability to play. And you gotta know what to do with it. Basically, what do you got here? It's fun. <laughs> it's not that hard either. <laughs> Anywho, uh, that's that's it for as far and as then the, we're in game. And then we're in, we're game, in game three. Right we're in now. game three. The Phillies are actually doing pretty well. Not complaining too we're gonna, much. We're gonna. We're gonna. I'm gonna well, knock no, on some wood. No, knock on wood because every single time that we record and we acknowledge that the Phillies are either winning or playing well every fucking time we turn off the podcast they blow it or they lose so we're gonna just the Phillies are on the but, Phillies are on TV at the moment yes that and that's all, all we're gonna say it. and we will tweet about it afterwards um um but is that anything else you wanna wrap up with before we jump into what I got Nope. Uh, other than uh, fuck Sean Rodriguez, <laughs> Crew Harper, 
I think uh, it's a good luck charm. It's a good luck charm. Harbor hit a home run the game he came back to. That was pretty cool. That was the game we lost. I know. <laughs> but it was still Harper being Harper. No, it was a game we won. But. No, it was a game we won. Was it? Was that the walk-off game? Yeah. That was the walk-off game. All right. No. Yes. That was the Sean Rodriguez game. All right. Uh, yeah, it was the Sean Rodriguez Well, anyway. Good? Phillies fought back on that one. Good? No. I'm never good, Eric. I'm only great. <laughs> All right. Do, do you got anything else? Um, No. Uh, going forward, the Phillies have a series against the Mets. We cannot lose that series. We cannot, cannot, cannot. We're home too. It's a, uh, it's a must win. And uh, then they play the Reds, also another must win. And then they play the Mets again. Must win. Before we take on the Braves, the Red Sox again, the Braves, the Indians, the Nationals, and the dreaded Marlins to close up the season. If we lose to the Marlins to end the season and we don't make it in the playoffs because of those games, I might have to go down and kill Matt Klintak <laughs> and Sean Rodriguez. <laughs> We don't condone abuse of anyone on this podcast. I'm condoning age. it, damn it. I just, <laughs> Someone I'm, needs I'm to saving, bash some sense into I'm their saving, fucking I'm heads. saving ass for later, okay? I don't want to go down with you. <laughs> it's not premeditated. <laughs> yeah. I don't know this man. Who are you? Stop, stop, stop. You but, don't want to know this man. Um. But Hopefully the Phillies can get some consistency and see it through. If that happens, the Phillies have a good shot at this because the rest of the NL sucks. We just can't. We just got to hope that we can at least stay where we are, doing what we're doing, and we should make up some ground. There's no ground to make up. Everyone else is stagnant like we are. So, so we just honestly have to be a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, basically. All right. And then we got to beat the Nationals, which is doable. Look, We're this team is so way. this team is so night and day that who knows what what day the Nationals are going to get us. They could get us when we look like a World Series contender. Yeah. Oh, and other news: the Mets, uh, Noah Syndergaard and Jacob Degrom have like the best ERA since the uh, All Star break. They're like both vying for Cy Young candidates candidacy at the moment so it's like yeah fuck us right <laughs> we're gonna go play them like three times I don't know who's slated to come up against us in this series um I'm actually gonna check that real quick cause that could be a big thing here if we face the Grom and Cindergard and somehow come out of this as a, a two wins that could be something there uh we play Wheeler tomorrow Steven Matz. All right, we're getting the back end of the rotation. Um, I guess that would mean uh, Marcus Stroman, the guy they traded for from the Blue Jays. He's slated to come up in the last game of that series. He's the only guy we really need to worry about. Wheeler's got good stuff. I I would like to see him in a Phillies uniform next year. But um, anyone, 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 anyone other play. than what we have, <laughs> we basically have 
three minor league pitchers at the back end of our rotation, but you know what? It's fine. And then Jason Vargas. We go from stud Aaron Nola, one of the best pitchers in the game, to fifth fifth end of the rotation guy for, like, the Reds. (laughs) And then minor league pitchers. If Eflin, if Eflin has turned around a new corner, that would be a solid boost for us because we need more pitching. And fuck was Jake Arrieta. Was the fifth end guy? Was the guy the fifth the fifth guy? So like on back the end of the rotation. Was that Reds. Jason Vargas? No. Or was that he was on the Mets. He was on the Mets. Who are you talking? I'm talking. I'm I'm saying Vargas is that. Like back end of the rotation guy. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's at what the I'm moment, saying. he's our number two. So <laughs> we have a steep drop off between Aaron Nola and everybody else. So positive Good. vibes, everyone. Go Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening at Flyers camp, Eric? Well, Jim, we're almost there. Are we though? <laughs> Thirty. Okay, so I wrote down in my notes 35 days. Turns out I'm completely wrong. And it's 37 days. It's not completely wrong. It's like a But I made a tweet yesterday. You tweeted that it was 35 days? I tweeted 36 days yesterday. So my tweet will be relevant tomorrow. But 35 (laughs) days left until game one. We're getting there. I'm getting antsy. I am super excited. Against, I can't. I against can't wait. Wayne. Wayne. No, that's Devils. not. No, that's the home opener. We play Chicago in the Czech. Oh, that's first. until. All right. Wait. So what? So our first. Oh, that's that's okay, game okay, two, okay, but okay, that's okay, our okay. home opener. I got But we play in the Czech Republic against Chicago. I see. The first game of the season, which is October second at like like two in the afternoon because okay. of the whole time difference, but I'm excited. Super hype. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, Drew's baby was born this week. Claude. Yeah. So he's had himself a big week. More and more, I keep seeing players are on the ice, skating around, getting ready, getting their legs under them. There was a video that dropped a couple hours ago on Flyers' Instagram of Mr. Matt Niskanen, our defense acquisition in a trade that we got from Washington. I, t- I typed in flyers on Google, and the first thing that comes up is flyers pizza. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, is it good? Does it look good? I don't know. Let's, put, let's check it. In Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> so it's not even affiliated with the flyers. All right. Um, saw a video of Matt Niskanen skating around, taking some slap shots. Uh Players are on the ice. They're getting ready. Training camp starts very soon, Jim. September 14th is when the first day of training camp starts, which is a couple days. I think September 16th is the rookie game. Okay. Which is against the Islanders. Um, dude, it's only like $10. Wait, no, hold on a second. Wait. Why don't, why don't like other sports other than like baseball do like series? Like, why don't they just, like, play three games against the Devils? Because that's right called away. the playoffs, and also that would just cause everyone to hate each other. They do home-and-home home series. Like, they do back-to-back games. Yeah, but Actually, like, I lied. 
I'm wrong. My notes are completely fucked this night. Dude, what have you been doing all um, September 13th is the first, is the, uh, wait a second. This oh was last, this was two years ago. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck. Um, okay, September 11th, 2019 is the Flyers rookie game, and that's confirmed, which means I still think I, I think camp opens up um, the 13th or 14th. Okay. But I feel like also, I feel like it opens up earlier if, because it wouldn't make sense for the rookies to be on the ice before camp. I don't know. It, within that general, like, within that five-day period, there's camp starts. So it starts in the next two weeks, which is awesome. Okay. Um... Dude, the rookie game is only like ten dollars. That should be a fun game to go to. But, um, yeah, I'm very, very excited. Dude, I don't want ticket prices. What? I don't want ticket prices. I want to see the actual fucking schedule. Do you want me to read you down the schedule? No, I'm on it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've just been honest. Honestly, it's nice to see that the Flyers' Twitter is more videos of guys skating around and it, it genuinely means that we're getting close to the season because what about it? I don't know you, you saw something <laughs> on your computer I was waiting for you to acknowledge what you saw no I just saw the Canucks logo <laughs> um yeah more the more the more times that they post players you know, just at the practice facility, the closer we're getting, baby. What is a Canuck? I always thought it was a slur for Canadians. Looks like a whale. <laughs> um, You're killing it right now. <laughs> no, I was, I was, uh, I was you, you distracted me with your Canucks question. I don't fucking know what a Canuck is. What's a Canuck, eh? All right. Um, so I'll jump into. Oh, what the Canuck. There was some big news that came out this week about the Flyers. That they're starting Claude's baby already? We drafted them in the 2025 <laughs> draft in the first round. He's going to be five years old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Give, give him a little bit of growth. Um, no. So, this was news to me. You know how the NFL has hard knocks on HBO? Yeah. They got their, like, training show, training camp series where they pick a team. I didn't know the NHL had that. I don't know if, I don't know if it's a new thing they're doing. I don't remember there being one last year, yeah. but the Flyers were the team that were picked as the team that they're going to follow for this series. It's called uh, Behind the Glass Flyers Training Camp. It starts September 25th at eight on the NHL Network, and it looks like it's going to be one of the, like kind of like the 24/7 they did a couple years ago with the Winter Classic, where it was like. I don't know if you watched that, the behind-the-scenes look at, like, um, like, it goes in the locker room. No. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Fuck you, too. But, uh, <laughs> I have a little, uh, explanation of what we're going to get on this series. Okay. All right. So... It's going to be a four-episode series that will delve deep into the Philadelphia Flyers and their organization as they get ready on a new season. 
it's been stated that the Flyers are Flyers offseason were one of the big off seasons for any NHL team this season. Because they got our guy. Well, we got that, and also it's just like it's been a couple of years since we've had success, and you know this was this is one of the bigger ones in terms of figuring out like what the fuck this team is, which I agree with. Um, some of their storylines will be a day in the life of Shane Gossespier. A ghost. Look, a look at the preparation of 21-year-old goalie Carter Hart and behind-the-scenes evaluations from general manager Chuck Fletcher and new coach Elaine Vigneault. Good old Chuck. Real made hit another home run. Fuck you, this is my time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's great. I did see it. Uh, but, no, I'm excited for the show because it's going to be – it's going to – it's going to get me even more excited for the season. And it's taking us right up to game one when the Czech. Apparently, they're going to film one of the episodes. I guess the last episode in the Czech Republic with Did Voracek. you just call it the Czech? <laughs> the Czech Republic. Yeah, I know, but you said for the first game in the Czech. In the Czech Republic. In the, ch- in the, in the yeah, Czech. Yeah, in the Czech. Yeah. People know that. We in the Czech, man. But I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Makes me more excited. Also, it's nice that our team's actually, like, I feel like that just kind of makes your team relevant because everyone does. knows the players. I have a theory about this that the NHL wants the Flyers to be super relevant, so they're doing as much as they can to make them relevant. Well, Philly's a big market, but also and that's why they're doing that. But also because we've been so behind in terms of success, and our team has kind of dipped a little bit in relevancy, especially in the city. Mm-hmm. The NHL's doing whatever the fuck they can to be like, we need, because they know that we make money. The, the six, more successful we are, the more we make money, well, which is why we're going to win the Cup Don't this pull year. a Phillies and be mediocre all year. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Because the Phil, we, but you knew going into the Phillies offseason that the Phillies had holes still. We just didn't expect that the hole. We thought the holes were going to be patched a little bit. They weren't. Yeah. <laughs> Great um, success. Speaking of that, I don't know why your Borat voice reminded me, but the last time the Flyers were featured on something like this, it was uh, when we had Briz Galloff. <laughs> Briz, the bear. That was it. That was the, where it came from. <laughs> My Russian bear. Um, what else do I got, Jimbo? Let's see. I mean, we're still – we have stuff to talk about, luckily. It's starting to – it's starting to pick up, but it's still not as it's still not as, not as predominantly juicy. featured as what the Phillies are doing. Or not as not juicy. Do. Uh, dude, the uh, have I I've talked to you about Joel Farabee, right? No. Tell me about Joel Farabee. I haven't brought up the fact that Farabee's one of the rookies who could make the team this year. I definitely didn't. brought him up. No. I brought him up. I you, just, you just didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I see where I stand. Um, Fer- Sorry, man. Fer- I've had a very stressful season. Farabee's- oh, shit. All right, this actually reminds me. I just remembered. Um, so you do remember Tyler Pitlick. I brought, of course, I brought- Pitlick. Who All doesn't right. remember Pitlick? Well, he's out. <laughs> what? Yeah, apparently he was injured the other day. Okay. And he... Quit? <laughs> no, he didn't fucking quit. I'm just I'm pulling it up because it, it reminded me that something happened to him. Not my boy Pitlick. I know you were actually really excited to see him play. He's gonna get a jersey. Okay, Tyler Pitlick tore something in his wrist during off-season training, and he will be out at least four weeks. So on, he, he's pretty much gonna miss the entirety of the preseason. Oh, that's not bad. He'll be there for opening day. 
he'll be there for opening day. Also, it's October 4th, not October 2nd, just to clarify, which is why I keep fucking up the timing and thinking that the days are 36. And besides, yeah, that's what is messing me up. Um, he's not going to be able to practice as much, but he's going to, you know, he'll probably make opening night. But that kind of, that switches what um, the team's going to do going into camp because realistically, he was a, he was either going to be looked at sliding in that third spot, on the which I don't agree with, third uh, right wing spot, which I I don't want him to be there. I want someone more skilled. Mm-hmm. But he was definitely penciled in as a fourth liner. Now that he's out, it, what are they going to do? Like, are they going to? That means that someone's going to make that third line. And apparently, Farabee, I've seen there's he, they've been posting so many videos about him. That guy is tearing it up. He looks like an absolute monster. And I think he's going to make the team versus someone like Morgan Frost. Um, it's not Frost. What else? My boy Frost. Man, I'm just not having any luck for the Flyers players now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) I got to have me my pit lick, man. You want your pit licked? I do. But it's, it's, I'm, um, yeah, I'm curious to see what they do with this whole pit lick situation. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal because he'll be back. It is a big deal. But... Um, our other situation, our contract situation with Travis Konechny and Ivan Provorov, Chuck Fletcher released an update yesterday about the negotiations. He said that basically what we all knew already was that we've been talking and the market's pretty stale right now. You know, there's been no traction on any team. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that the closer we get to training camp and even like the preseason starting the the more likely it is they're going to sign which is like the common sense answer because the closer these guys start to get to you know preseason and practicing the more that they're start going to start to get antsy and realize fuck I'm not playing so they're going to sign so there's a little but I th- also think it's going to be the domino effect where more guys are going to sign and connecting is going to sign first because he's I think he's closer than Provorov is because if Provorov wants this 10 million dollars which when I talked about it last week I read something like right after we recorded that that seems like an outrageous number and he may have asked for it but he, I think he knows that he's not getting it so he'll probably get he'll probably go down but yeah I think that this hopefully this every week I'm saying every week my contract situation is your Reese Hoskins. Every week I bring it back up, hoping something's going to change. And I haven't proved Rob signs. Just Fuck. kidding. Um, <laughs> but that'd be cool though if I said it. No, I, I I really want it to happen. I just want it to be over with. I just want that to be done. Ten years, ten million. Yeah, I would. I would probably. Hundred million dollars. Go fuck yourself. That also <laughs> wouldn't happen. Chuck's not that stupid. I don't think Chuck's stupid at all. I think he's quite a smart guy. Okay, so the final bit, Jim Bo, that I want to talk about, and I think we could really dive into, is the Wells Fargo Center, my favorite arena in this city. Where else do you watch hockey? <laughs> I've watched it in there, in the Citizens Bank Park before. True. Is there a, uh, there's no uh, flyers Winter, winter class. Not this, this year. year right? It was last year. Um, That's upsetting. Don't get one next year. They get one every other year, basically. Did you go to that? No, I, I was gonna go, but I just went to down there to Xfinity Live. It was fun. Yeah, okay. It's fun. We won. 
thought we were going to make the playoffs after that, and then we lost next game. <laughs> but well, very Phillies. It was a very okay. Phillies type. Who's moment. in it this year? Who's in the Winter Classic this year? That's a good question, Jimbo. I will look on my trusty iPhone. Well, but what? What about the? Uh, I can look that up. You tell me about uh, this big TV that's going into. <laughs> it's uh, Nashville and Dallas. Nashville and Dallas. It, they're playing at the Cotton Bowl. Sounds terrible. <laughs> um, anyway, tell me about this big, big TV the Flyers got. All right. Well, first it's I was also the say, Sixers too. They, they put all that weren't not a Sixers podcast. We put a state, but yes, we put a. We have a friend. <laughs> I don't. I'm just kidding. The uh, you share this friend. So the Flyers, well, the Wells Fargo Center has got a lot of upgrades. I mean, they got new seats. They got a whole new like lounge area up top for the mezzanine level where padded like seats? what padded seats probably okay but they're also they're um the mezzanine got this whole new like lounge area for people to go into like new food new comfortable seating out there to eat like it's all this, it's a whole new like whole new multi-million dollar whatever the fuck business shit that I don't know anything about you see for the longest time I always thought mezzanine was mezzanine <coughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, I always used to call it, like, mezzanine. Menzini, menzini section. But yesterday, and I knew about this because they announced it last season, but the new scoreboard went into the stadium. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Like, I sent it to you, but holy shit. Looks pretty big. It's, so I have What some. is it again? It's a 4K what? Wells Fargo Center's gigantic new kinetic 4K scoreboard. It's a 5D screen. No, it's basically, it's it's the world's first kinetic 4K scoreboard. Like, we're the only stadium that will have this. So this is basically what they imagine it's going to look like. Like, that's. Oh, okay. That's but, pretty cool. But that's not, but that's not what it looks like here. Like, it, like it expands and shit. Obviously. So it's going to, I don't know, like. The thing looks crazy shit. No, there. the thing's massive. Like I'm imagining when they score, how insane it's going to be with like it expanding and raising and fire shooting out of it, and someone getting catching on fire, and the thing collapsing on the ice and killing everyone. Because that's what I yeah. kind of imagine is going to happen. There's a lot of shit going in. Well, that. so I was reading a little bit about it. Does that ever happen? Just a thing. Fell I mean, I'm sure it's happened. I, I, I'd like to think that when they put the scoreboards in, they secure them properly, but, you know, crazy shit happens. Weird things happen. A bird flies into a cord and <laughs> the thing comes down. Uh, but... Flyers have birds in their stadium. Just in the Every fucking game. It's like three. <laughs> and I'm not... No, I'm not kidding. Like, every time... Every time I'm sitting and I look up, you'll see, like, some... Because some asshole leaves, like, the exit open, and then the bird flies in, and then... And one, he takes a shit on you uh, in the middle actually, of the Actually, have you, uh... You probably didn't hear of it, because I'll give you a little bit of trivia, Jim. Back in the 70s, there was a game called the Fog Game in, the set, in like, one of the Flyers, and I think it was either the Bruins or the Sabres. I forget who they were playing against, but... They forgot to pay the uh, no, electric the, bill. No, it like fog. It like fogged up real bad in the stadium, but they were continuing the play. Which nowadays they wouldn't do that. But a bat got into the stadium. Oh my God! And one of the Flyers, <laughs> I think it was was it was it Rick McLeish or was it Bill Barber? Let me see. Um, he just grabbed it out of the air. <laughs> no, it's better. <laughs> <laughs> what would he do? I'm looking it up so I know the player. 
Okay. It was the Sabres. It was a Stanley Cup final game, too. That's what makes it even better, because the Sabres were, weren't in our division okay. back then, or they weren't in the conference. Um, they were playing in Buffalo, and it was built in 1940, so it was missing air conditioning. Oh. <laughs> so imagine sitting in that stadium. Yeah. It probably sucked, especially in May. It was probably hot. Um, the human... The human weather made it basically into, like, a sauna, so it was, like, 90 degrees in there. So a bat got in there, and I think... I can't tell if it was Bill Barber. It had to have been Bill Barber. What did Bill Barber do? All right. Well, he fucking hacked the bat down with his stick. (laughs) (laughs) When was this? 1940? 1970. Oh, 1970. Okay. Good for that guy. Who's killing it, Eric? Bill Bill Barber Barber was the cat. I think... No, he wasn't. That was when Bobby Clark was on the team, so... Bill Barber, killing bats. Anywho, it might not have been Bill Barber. <laughs> We're going to say it's Bill Barber. Bill Barber, if you're out there, huge fan. Listen to the podcast. You can come out. You can, You could be our first cameo. Come out. No, it was actually a Sabre who did it. Oh. But it was. It but Bill Barber, the invitation is yeah. still available. He just if knocked you're alive, the bat out of the air and killed it with one quick swing. <laughs> but anyway. Bill Barber, um, if you're alive. So crazy no, shit has happened in the stadium. He's alive. Crazy shit that ha- has happened in the stadium. I don't. I've never heard of a scoreboard falling. We're gonna hope that this isn't the first. <laughs> this could be the first well, one. Because the fucking scoreboard's the size of the ice. So it's it, huge. Yeah. So it's just coming down. Um. But That'd be fun. No, I'm really excited to see this thing in action though, because the NHL even has to like go ask each each league and team. So they have to ask like the NHL and the NBA and whoever plays in the stadium, they got to basically be like, so what the fuck can we do with the scoreboard? Like, how crazy can we get with it? Because we they go to make sure they're not a distraction. Because I just imagine, like, I don't know who. Like, uh, fucking, we'll use Kevin Hayes, for example. Kevin Hayes skating down the ice with the puck and then just looking at the scoreboard, fucking seizuring out, and then all of a sudden, like, he just gets clotheslined. <laughs> Well, why would it be going off in the middle of play? They might they start. They might goal? do. They might do that. They're trying because they want to make it like exciting for whoever, yeah. which kind of sucks. Because see, I'm okay with it getting crazy when they score and like in it, like when the play is not going on. But I think during the play, like I want to be focused on the ice. Because yeah. granted, the things. If up, you're looking at the scoreboard the entire game, well, like, unless the game's well, on the, thing, the scoreboard, the thing's so big, everyone's gonna be like, I'm paying fucking eighty dollars to go watch it. To go watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> My TV just happens to... It's like to going move. to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> what, you spend $80 to go to the movies? Everyone does, Eric. It's minimum cost there. I don't know what movie theater you're going to, buddy, but... Um, <laughs> now, I just... I was reading... Like, the scoreboard just looks really cool, and I... Like, it looks like the Flyers are taking... Are trying to make this stadium... Because this stadium has been around for, like, 20 years. 25 years or something. Yeah. It's actually a pretty old stadium. What did it used to be? What was the previous name of it? Well, it was the Wachovia Center. Wachovia. And then it was the Coors State Center. And the first... No, it was the Coors State Center. Then it was the first <laughs> Union Center, which was when, like, we were born, was when it became the first Union Center. Okay. And I went to it when I was younger. It was the first Union Center. Then they then Wachovia bought the rights to... Or they, I guess they changed it to Wachovia Center. <clears throat> and then it became the Wells Fargo Center. So, but it's... Together we'll go far. 
but it's gonna not yeah. a sponsor. <laughs> but it it's gonna be. It's going to be cool, dude, when we go in there. Game one when you come. Okay. I expect to have a seizure from the... Uh, I'm ex- dude, I imagine, board. like, them, like the opening video that they play, the little hype video when, well, when Goss' Spear... F- it usually plays on the ice, too. But, so but now it's going to be crazy when Goss' Spear goes... <laughs> when he does his look, it's going to be in every single screen. For those of you who don't know, Shane, er, Shane Goss' Spear? Yeah. He, he has a look. Whenever he does something in a game, it's usually a uh, slow motion shot of him just turning his head and giving the camera a feisty look. And I, for one, am a fan. I enjoy it. I like it. Um, <laughs> and that is what Eric was referencing there. But, no, it's going to be fun. I'm excited that they're doing They're actually, like, improving it. And we even had a pretty, we had a nice scoreboard before, but, like, we're our scoreboard's going to be one of those ones that, like, Oh, wasn't it a new scoreboard too? Like, wasn't it like fairly new? Yeah, it wasn't like that. It was probably like eight or nine years old. Like, it wasn't that. Yeah. Uh, okay. I feel like there was like a new. Oh, uh, Philly's got a new one. But it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to see. But I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up. Like, there's there's nothing like particularly new in like Flyers news, but things that involve the Flyers came up this week so we're getting there and they're they're assembling it i don't actually think they put it up yet but i think they're putting it together and they're gonna raise it so it'll be ready by the um rookie game which okay. also it's gonna be funny because you know they're gonna have to figure out how to use it mid-game so it's gonna you, i kind of want to go watch the rookie game and see them kind of fuck it all off and see like them like i'm sure they know how to use it well it's not like they're well, just they like use, oh we got a toy well no the preseason they use as like a gauge of like okay like what do we need to fix because i remember going to a preseason game either not two years ago and like the one piece of the screen was just like black <laughs> and they're like all right all right we need to fix that and like they usually don't put the volume all the way up because they want to make sure they like make sure the speakers aren't blown out or anything so they can mm-hmm. improve it so they're actually they put that in too they're putting all new like stereo system or not like surround sound system in there so it's going to be even louder. So it's it's going to be awesome. Like I'm excited. Like I can't wait to hear that. Like the warm ups when they come out and the music's blasting. Travis Connecting's missing the net every shot. Um, people are cheering. He still has to sign Eric. Travis Connecting's missing the net in Switzerland <laughs> when he's playing overseas. I'm just kidding, but uh, hopefully not. Um, but yeah, so that was that was it. I mean, yeah, just a little bit, but fun stuff. I'm excited. It's going to be a fun one. I'm excited too. I can't wait for the season, Jim. I'm telling you, dude. By the time, by this time, I think by next week, yeah, we'll have we'll have more news because it'll be a little before camp. It'll be a couple days before camp, so it's gonna be kicking up next week, guys. We're gonna have it. We're gonna have talking. This is when all our fans are gonna come in because they're gonna realize it's Flyers time, and it's, it's gonna be exciting. No one wants to hear Gabe. Everyone up wants to hear about the Phillies. They want to hear about Sean Rodriguez, especially telling us, Michael Barkhand. They want to tell us that we're entitled. Okay. Flyers don't do that. We are. You know, we are an entitled uh, family. Yeah, we are entitled. We're entitled to greatness. Why, why should we want? Why should we want our players to do well? I don't. I want them to play their best and have fun. I want winners. But all right. <laughs> anything else? You got anything non? Anything you want to bring up? Anything you were thinking about? Something? Something fun? No, I don't have anything. Uh, do you have a uh, who's killing it this week? Who's killing it? Do you have a killing it? Who's killing it? Uh, you go first. You got who's killing it? 
You got a hot, um, it's not a who's killing it. It's a it's a hot. Isn't it a hot or not? Oh yeah, I don't know. I do that. Who's too. killing hot or who's not? who's hot who's right hot now? Who's dead? <laughs> Corey Dickerson. Corey Dickerson is lighting shit up right now for the Phillies. He's doing a very good job. Who's not? Nick Pavetta, Michael Franco, and Sean Rodriguez. You guys can all go fuck yourselves. That's hot or not? Okay. Um. Give me one second. So who's hot? Um. So I got a couple here. You got a couple. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to... All right. First one is NHL Network for giving the Flyers the opportunity to be relevant. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, no, it's going to be a fun surf. series. Um, Honestly, I'd, I'd hope you could probably watch it. You'd probably check it out, right? I don't watch TV. You <laughs> watch it? You want to watch it together? We can watch it. We can have a fun little, fun little date. We can watch it together. If that's what makes you happy, Eric. Okay. Um, and then uh, <coughs> Gavin James Drew. Gavin James. He's also, it's also. I guess it's weird to say he's hot because he's a baby. It's a hot baby. But, <laughs> you know, he's just bringing joy to the Drew family, bringing joy to the city because it seems like everyone was like, congrats, Claude, congrats. And then, uh, and then Kurt and congrats. Who's not? Who's not? The restricted free agents who won't sign and won't just clear up whatever's happening right now, so that connecting and Provorov sign. I, yeah, I didn't realize we. Guys. I didn't realize we didn't have 14 million. We only have 13 million cap space, so that's going to limit whatever we do. It'll be fun. It'll be interesting to see how he maneuvers around the cap. But yeah, we'll um, do, do it. But there's some there's something that I wanted to bring up to you that I was thinking about, and I wanted to get your take on it. But yes. Um, <coughs> oh, I mean, like, pretty. It's also pretty cool that uh, NHL 20 comes out. Uh, two weeks. Is there a connected franchise? No. I'm not getting. It. <coughs> I figured. Um, <laughs> I'm still getting it, obviously. Not a sponsor, unless they want a sponsor. They sponsored us. We'd be set. <laughs> Um, no, EA, they'd require us to do like a uh, they'd microtransaction. Require us to, they'd require <laughs> us to pay microtransactions to say their name. To continue this video, you must pay $1. Uh, I know that we're not really a, uh, we're, not, we're not a football podcast, but uh, one week football for Football starting. One week for that, too. Andrew Luck. Oh, yeah, dude. What do you think that? about that? Like, that's that not. fucking nuts. That was sports, like, craziness there, but good for him. What I'm do you, glad he what retired. Do you, what do you, I'm glad he retired on his own terms rather than. What do you? It. But how do you feel about that? Because there's been a lot of, you know. I think that those fans that booed are entitled, Eric. No, I think that that's wrong. I think that's yeah, that wrongful booing. I get, up. but also like people are saying like it's wrong that they were booing. I think situationally, yes, I can understand why they were booing because instant reaction. Well, yeah, the gut reaction is boo. But the but, Colts, the Colts were poised to have a good season, and then yeah. to hear that your franchise quarterback retired. But I think realistically, most of those fans are kind of sitting back and they're like. All right, I understand why he's. It sucks, but think about it. Before this, the Colts, the Colts front office has given Andrew Luck shit, and he's been he's been kind of hit multiple times, like hard, and he's had to deal with shit. I mean, if that was like Drew or whoever, I I would be sad, but I would understand why he's doing it because he wants to fucking people, live. People forget that athletes are are humans. And they're and also they they're, have a very short amount of time to do their and they, yeah and they also out. forget that they also forget that like 
there's more to life than just what they're doing. Just because our amusement is their job doesn't mean that. But it's my entitled opinion that my players should play until they die. I, I don't. If you feel that way, like, would, I you, don't, would you think Reese Hoskins get hit in the head with a ball every game? <laughs> you want him to he keep? almost does. He's been like. No, I know. Yeah, no, I totally understand where that comes from. And, no. that's, and that's just a sports thing where, like, you got to understand that these guys, they play for a certain amount of years. They got to make their money. And they're lucky if they get past 30 and they're still relevant anymore. He just made it. He just got to 30. He's 29. It's almost. Shut up. But. <laughs> But you know. I totally understand where Andrew Luck's coming from here. I don't blame him for wanting to quit while he's ahead and on his own terms. And it's better that way because you don't want to see him. Now he's going to be able to enjoy life. Just decline. Yeah, he's going to be able. It's not even that. It's more so just like for his own. He's retiring top of his game. For life, too. Like, he's going to. He's not going to. He'll he's, be back he's not going <laughs> to. Yeah. He's not going to push five years out and then he's going to go through a whole CTE thing and he's going to be beaten and battered he's going to be able to kind of just go on his own accord and do what he wants and be able to help he'll, he'll get a job doing something he's going to sti- skydiving in europe yeah, and no parachute fought, trying to find <laughs> did you see uh did you do you follow the uh andrew luck um the uh general andrew luck or something like that on no. twitter oh my god it's hilarious great content but it's over now anyway <laughs> anyway Congrats to Andrew Luck on his retirement. Congrats to Bryce Harper and Claude Giroux on their two beautiful babies, two beautiful baby boys. And Philadelphia is a place of entitled people. And on that note, I think that's a great place to end it. I'm uh... Yeah. Wait. Before we get out of here, I want to remind everyone that we now have a Patreon. So yes, check us no, out on we Patreon. We've got a lot of plugs we're going to put in here. Okay. <laughs> check us out on Patreon. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Stick Energy, capital S, capital E. Um, you can follow us personally. I'm at Jimbo Coleman, K U L L M A N N, on uh, at Twitter. Eric, what's your. I'm at Eric, E R I C H, Rayer underscore 11. Yeah. Um, check us out. On check Twitter. us out. I tweet a lot about the Flyers and also a bit movie theme, movie oriented because I'm a yeah. big movie guy and you can get some good content from me there. And, and I'm just all around hilarious. Yeah, Jim just tweets about whatever's on his mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, so uh, check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Patreon. We're hoping to get a couple sponsors in here. A couple. Yeah, we're gonna soon. start trying to work on some things. Hopefully, get a little bit. We've uh, been batting around the idea for some T-shirts. Fucking yeah. around with ideas. I made some really cool ones today that yeah. looked pretty baller. If we had money, we could like, afford them. I like the t-shirts. I yeah. kind of want one. I want it. Maybe we'll start wearing it and repping our brand. Yeah. Um, yeah, follow us. Make sure you follow. Just, just <laughs> yeah. be a part of our family. We want our, we want our family to grow. Yeah. We want to grow. We want to keep. We want to have. You know, we enjoy doing this. We want, we want more people to jump in, give their own takes, and yeah. Rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify. We might try to get on uh, Google Play just to uh, expand our horizons a little bit and reach all corners of the universe I don't know many people here. who use Google Play, but... Well, it's either an Android or an iPhone. And those who have Androids use Google Play. And those who you know, use I iPhones use Apple I didn't know that. And now that I think about that, I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Check us out on there. Rate and and review. Um, Patreon. We might have a couple things coming out this week. See if people can get some involvement here. 
create a couple uh, tiers for us. And uh, I think that's all I have to say. Yeah, that's uh, me think anything fun coming this week. I have, fan- I have two fantasy football drafts coming up and tomorrow's my birthday so. yeah oh that was that was the thing birthday i was boy. gonna say yeah it's your birthday <laughs> shit i was thinking about that the whole podcast and then we got distracted with entitlement but um the only thing i want for my birthday is like 50 more followers yeah actually <laughs> you know what for jim's birthday so please tell your friends all three of you listening that would really really help us out but uh happy birthday jim Thank Happy you. early birthday. Turning. Uh, we, uh, we're hoping to, Jim and I are going to probably celebrate a little bit. Yeah. Turning 32. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look a day over 45. Thank you. But, um, yeah, no, it's going to be a good, fun weekend. Hopefully next week we get back after a fun birthday celebration and we have some gifts from the Phillies and gifts from the Flyers. I hope they don't lose tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, it's your fault if they lose tomorrow because it it's your day and everything's supposed to go well on your birthday. That's kind of how it works, isn't it? I'm being real. Last week, this time, I didn't even know my birthday was this week. <laughs> Dude, when you get to a certain point, I feel like, because my birthday was in June and I, I didn't know. 23 is just a, just a number. No, after 21, dude, you got nothing. There's, there's you're, the, you're actually. 25? No, I like to think now. Every 10th year. No, now you're just counting down like shit. I'm one year closer to death. Fuck, I don't like it anymore. We're, we're gonna go. I wish you'd go backwards. Well, everyone's we, gonna die in like 2050. So wish we could return. Well, that's, that's good enough. We'll have like three Stanley Cups by then. A couple World Series. We'll Bryce Harper's on. child will be. Will be the one delivering it to delivering us. Delivering the blow. Um, He'll strike down a Thor's hammer on Earth. All right, you're starting to spew. Spew. Yeah. Starting to spew your, spew your nonsense. I know we're getting to the end. All right. But, um... Alrighty. I'm done. Talk to you guys next week. Go Phils. Go Phillies. Go Flyers. Uh, Flyers haven't started playing yet, so... Alright, we'll go go there. Always go Flyers. We'll save that. And, uh... Say la vie. Talk to you next week. Peace out, everyone.